I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab that comes in and... Helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So, you know, we've talked about Apple in the past, and here's the headline. Um, Apple, iPhone, is the top way, is a top, well, they say is top way, but it's not the top way. I'll explain that in a minute. To prove you're rich, and basically... If you remember this commercial. Pardon me. Would you have any gray poupon? But of course. <laughs> there you go. So gray poupon back in 1992, if you like your mustard, had the same indicator. So now if you have an Apple iPhone, they, they can predict with a 69% accuracy that you're rich. <laughs> Whereas Grey Poupon mustard in 1992 was 62% accurate at predicting if you were rich or not. And this is kind of an interesting thing in the, in the world of collecting personal data. This is why I want to bring this up. So in 1992, this is when I graduated UConn, um, if you owned an automatic dishwasher, that was the top indicator that you were rich. And that's 71% chance that you were rich if you had owned a, uh, an automatic dishwasher, and if you happen to have a fireplace, <laughs> 65%, they could think, oh, you, you must be rich. You owned a telephone answering machine back in 1992, 65%. They were sure you were rich. If you happen to use a dry cleaning service, these are all the indicators that marketers would use to try to make sure they, they went to you because you obviously were rich. Now, wait a minute. What is rich? Because, uh, you know... Yeah, exactly. Back in that time, I wasn't making that much money, but I had all those things. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, you, must, you were rich. <laughs> this is according to the smartest people in marketing. Um, and back in 2004, this is going to be in the same line as the iPhone. If you, if you happen to use Lando Lake's butter, it replaced Grey Poupon as the indicator. You were rich. 60% of the time, they were able to say, you must be a rich person using Land O'Lakes butter. Um, so you can't that, – now when you're talking about um, things, it's if you own an iPhone, 69% of the time, they can predict if you're rich. Uh, however, of course, if you happen to use uh, Verizon Wireless, that's another indicator. <laughs> I guess they're a little expensive, aren't they? Mm. Um, and, of course, an Android phone. Uh, you're also rich. Uh, it's just one of those things. So if you think about marketing and all the things that's happening with our our uh, – our personal data. Bob and I were talking a little bit about this off, off air. They're collecting it all. 
while you're browsing, right? So you happen to go online and you order your Grey Poupon and you go on uh, Peapod and order your Land O'Lakes uh, or whatever. They are now tracking to say, geez, this Bob guy likes Grey Poupon, Land O'Lakes, and has an iPhone, right? Oh, my, you are rich, Bob. And so and I would, a dishwasher. And you happen to have a dishwasher. <laughs> What's happening is, as consumers, we used to be able to go and walk into a brick-and-mortar store and they didn't know who you were. They didn't know if you were rich or not. You could go in there with holy sweatpants and be worth you know millions of dollars, and you buy this buy the product that they're selling for the lowest price. Period. Everyone got the same price. Now, when you surf on the internet and try to find anything, I, I guarantee you, you go to somebody else's computer, you get a different price. So Bob's searching, and he's getting his price for whatever it might be, whether it's airline tickets or whatever it could be. I go on and I get my price, and we all think we're getting the lowest price. Why? Because we're on quote unquote Amazon. Hmm. They're able to now customize the pricing for what they think you'll pay. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to gouge all the consumers I can. <laughs> Everyone said online pricing was supposed to be the cheapest. It really depends on which which uh, computer you're surfing on. I mean, uh, my wife and uh, sister in law are always trying to figure out. Airline prices, and they in, they inevitably get different prices, and, well, and they're on the same site at the same time. My definition of rich is is if I can buy a product for a hundred bucks yeah. at this site or this <laughs> store, right? And I can buy that same product for two hundred bucks at this store, right? I'm going to buy it for the two hundred dollar price because I can afford it. Yeah, right. There it is. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do, Bob. So it's just interesting. Now, of course, we used to joke about the you know, the iPhone guys and the Apple guys who would pay an arm and a leg through the nose uh, for the Apple products. Um, and believe it or not, it is not, it is not the top indicator, right? Uh, owning an iPhone is on the list. It replaced Land O'Lakes Butter and Grey Poupon as the indicator. But the top indicator that you're rich is that you travel um, the continental U.S., that you've traveled it. Who doesn't? I mean, go to Boston Red Sox game and you're going to travel the continental United States. Uh, or you own a passport. That's one of the top things. Or a you passport? Yes. Or you happen to have a Bluetooth, a Bluetooth on your vehicle. Most of these cars all have come Don't Bluetooth. everybody have a passport? Don't you need a passport practically I don't, to get on a plane anymore? I don't have a passport. I have a passport. Well, I don't. I have a passport card. Well, clearly, I'm not rich. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> remember, dishwashing detergent still high up there. If you happen to use dishwashing uh, dishwasher detergent, it's higher than owning an apple as far as indicating that you're rich. Who? What, I'm not sure who comes up with these silly lists. We'll put the link up there for you. It's kind of funny to look at. What else you got going on, Bob? Oh God, you just covered the gamut here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I kind of changed my. Order here, but All right. I got a CNET article. Mm-hmm. Senators call for FTC to investigate smart TVs tracking viewers' data. Oh gosh! Okay, who's right. coming to our rescue? Who's coming to our we, rescue? We have a pair of U.S. senators that are concerned that your smart TV might be spying on you. Oh, save us! Save us! Okay, save us, guys! Democratic senators Ed Markey Ooh. and Richard Blumenthal, of course, asked the Federal Trade Commission <laughs> to investigate whether internet-connected smart TVs are invading your consumer privacy. Well, we just talked about this just a second ago. The answer is yes. <laughs> so The, the re- answer is duh. Yes. <laughs> the request Thanks, guys. was made in a letter sent to FTC Chairman Joseph Simons on Thursday. Yeah. Now, there's a copy of the letter posted online on this article. So mm-hmm. go to Computer Talk with Tab, yeah. link to this article, and you can read it. Yeah. So 
Uh, and it goes on to say that, uh, well, it might not be on this one. There was another one. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Smart TV maker Vizio yeah. paid a $2.2 million fine for tracking and collecting users' uh, viewing data last year. Right. Many smart TVs and media streamers, including some made maybe made by made be or made made be or made by. Yeah, they must have mistyped little it typo in the article. There. By uh, Roku, LG, and Sony, among others, may be tracking your of viewing they habits. Are. <laughs> so not only what you're watching on TV, right, but also whether you're streaming video, Netflix, Roku. Of course, Hulu, they can whatever. report. They can report on what you're doing. That's the whole idea. And like I said, it's a copy of the letter. So. So guys, if you just, think you're anonymous online? You're not. <laughs> you're and these guys, at, the fact that they're asking this question now in the year 2018, it's almost like they just realized, oh, Facebook. Well, how would that? How, why is that thing free with a billion users? How is it making all that money? How is Mark Zuckerberg a billion? See, it's like they don't figure it out until now. Ed Markley and Richard Blumenthal didn't talk to Al Gore about what the internet I could know. do. They must. You know, they, he they didn't sh- educate him. It's his party. You know. I can't. I just can't believe that question is being asked. Like, yes, guys, you are. The, uh, the answer is yes. If you want to make it illegal, go ahead. Uh, you know, should they know what we're doing? I don't think they should. Uh, should they know if I watch uh, Nova or should they know if I watch uh, Ultimate Fighting? I would contend that that would that would change how you're marketed to, right? You know, the guys watching Nova are going to be marketed to somebody with you know looking at different types of stuff than the guy watching Ultimate Fighting. Yeah, but you know, what? not that I'm making any, they, any judgments, if, guys. If they track what I'm watching, <laughs> right? Maybe they can figure out that. Hey, he likes this. I can charge him more money. Well, exactly, exactly. So, yes, guys, the answer is yes. You go write a letter, whatever. Of course they're doing that. <laughs> if you want to fix it, just tell them not to. I dare you. The problem is they're going to pay you not to do not to do it like they did in California where they had that great law they came up with, right? <laughs> where if you if they find that you're tracking people, they're going to charge you a whole 7500 bucks as a fine. Oh, Ooh. that's uh, t- 10 violations. Ooh. <laughs> $750 per yeah. violation. Oh, you guys are tough. <laughs> Thanks for looking out for oh, us. Oh man, boys. you're going to bankrupt us with that. Yeah. That's punishment. Too many crickets. Uh, in other news, I'll bring up something that is kind of close to our heart. You know, Tab Computer Systems, we support a lot of manufacturers here in Connecticut, and a lot of them deal with aerospace. And they're dealing with these requirements called NIST 800-171 DFARS when it comes to dealing with military products or products that are are deemed uh, something that not classified per se, but CUI, and uh, data that shouldn't be just out there available to people. And uh, this story is kind of interesting. Because these these uh, companies spend a lot of time and energy trying uh, uh, trying to protect that data, right? You know, two factor authentication, encryption, um, all sorts of stuff to keep this data safe, so that the bad guys aren't using it to make their own military parts or what have you, or or jet engines or whatever they're doing. So in this story, hacker was caught stealing a stolen Air Force drone manual for two hundred bucks. On the dark web. So if you want to know how a Reaper works, now those Reapers are amazingly cool, right? We've seen these drones doing all sorts of amazing things, uh, how, how, how just precise they are. You can get the manual for 200 whole bucks. Now, obviously, folks involved in building the Reaper did their best to protect this data, but it's out there. Why is it out there? Well, it turns out that the Creech Air Force Base, yes, the military itself, who run the Reaper, were using a home-style Netgear router with a default password and default login. So the word hacker is actually kind of silly because he didn't actually hack in. He walked in to the Air Force Base's network 
and downloaded the manual directly. So we spend all this time and energy on 800-171 and all this great stuff to protect this data. And the Air Force itself is not even following the most basic rules. Why would you buy a home Netgear router to protect the military base? Well, we write the rules. We don't, you don't expect us to follow them. I don't even – well, <laughs> the scary part is, is I don't think the rules are written for them. It, uh, so I'm just assuming here that the military would be doing this already. They should have already have all this 800-171. They should be like, we've already done all this, guys. Now you have to make sure you do it. They're not. So I'll put the link up here for you. You can read the sordid details. Uh, the, the word hacker, I mean, he just logged in um, to, the, uh, to, the, uh, to the network and, and downloaded the data. This is sad. Uh, very sad. I mean, we heard recently how the Chinese found out some of our, our, our nuclear submarine configurations just recently. Um, this is getting silly out there, guys. It, it, they're hacking directly into you. You're, you're killing our manufacturers to protect the data. And then you leave it, leave it wide open. You leave a door wide open. Come on in and get it. I, that's it's just inexcusable. So we'll put a link up here for you. And uh, you can read the whole sort of detail yourself on uh, – this was a Verge article that we'll put up for you. So we're going to step out for a quick break. We have four lines open for you on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. We have three lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Another cool thing that you guys need to be aware of is that if you have an HD radio in your car and you want to listen to Ray Dunaway or our show, but Ray will sound exactly like um, Optimus Prime if you listen to him on this uh, channel. We are simulcast on um, 96.5 HD2. So it's a simulcast. Nothing like listening to AM radio in pure FM HD quality. It is pretty cool. And, of course, you can catch us on radio.com as well. Uh, so feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. Our, we've got our resident groupie on the line, Danny. Hey, Danny, uh, what's up? Hey. I called last week about that guy, Bruno Wu. Yeah. Who bought the uh, campus out in UConn is trying to. Yeah. Did you see the article this week about Representative uh, Fasano that has some questions about the deal, considering yes. the company hardly makes any money in yeah. Spent no money on research and development. And- I did see that. It was very interesting that they they have all these revenues, but their net profit is like nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I applaud somebody in our government for asking why we keep giving away. Like when you told me they were get, getting $10 million, right. why do we keep picking these winners and losers? Tab has been around for 35 years. Do you think we've even gotten even a thank you from the government? <laughs> they haven't called up and said, hey, you guys have been in business for 35 years. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And you, uh, here's $10 million. No, not even as much as a thank you. But, you know, the other thing is, is they're supposed to be developing blockchain technology and mining and stuff, and you need a tremendous amount of energy mm. input to want, run that, all that equipment to do that kind of business. Yeah. And I don't think the infrastructure is really there at that campus. I mean, I... You know, to me, the guy's like a James Bond character mm. or a flim-flam guy from uh, <laughs> the, the Music Man. Well, we'll see. Well, I mean, I don't know about any of that. I agree with you. It does require a lot of energy. Yeah. And, and they say they're going to put a quarter billion dollars of investment. Well, but just, if they're not making any money, I don't even know where they're getting the money to do that. Well, yet. let's just borrow more money we don't have. Yeah. Oh, the $10 million we gave them? Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. You know, again, if, if this is all on the up and up, great. But I'm glad that somebody's looking into it. And why do we keep handing money out? Winners and losers uh, here in this so state such is a good deal. The guy would come here himself. Exactly. 
if he's making, if he's, I think, I think. And, his, and then I wonder how this guy even found Connecticut, or Connecticut found him. I don't know. Yeah, we'll it's like see. all those guys that hustled money from the city of Hartford for the 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 the, the station, the uh, Dylan, the um, stadium mm. and stuff. Yeah. They, they were making all the deals with the city council members. Yeah. It was like they, everybody knew they were an easy target. Yeah. One other quick thing: SpaceX which mm. has their first Dragon crew manned capsule mm. at at Cape Kennedy now, getting ready for uh, the first launch in hopefully August next month. Awesome, unmanned, but. Hopefully manned in December. Where are they going to send it when it's manned? To the space station. Oh, nice. Oh. Because we're, we don't have rides with Russia anymore after this year. Oh, yeah. We don't like Russia anymore, right? Well, it's, it, it, the deal <laughs> ran out. There was a contract for to have you know, ferry service with them for so long, and then because of the relationships we have now, uh, uh, they didn't renew the deal. All right. Well, uh, our uh, Russia's loss is SpaceX gain, I guess. Right. Okay. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Danny. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. Uh, yeah. Interesting with Tesla too. Uh, they're uh, supposedly they're 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 going to run out of the subsidy, right? So we've given roughly seventy five hundred bucks per electric vehicle, right, for Tesla owners, which again drives me nuts. I mean, if you can afford an eighty thousand dollar vehicle, you shouldn't take seventy five hundred bucks from your neighbors <laughs> and friends to buy your eighty thousand dollar vehicle. More por- more power to you. I'm not saying you can't buy it, but now that subsidy is going to Go out. So they, they, they got that subsidy on 200,000 vehicles, and they're going to hit that number finally as far as that. Uh, so that's going to reduce the subsidy in half, I guess. And now folks are wondering if they're going to have enough demand because if, if you can afford an $80,000 vehicle and now without the subsidy, you're not going to buy it. They're worried about the market of, of Tesla vehicles. I think that's a psychological thing because people think that they're getting more for their money if they can get this discount. Yeah. And the government's paying for it. Oh, I know. It doesn't cost me money. Yeah, the rest of us are. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But they've gotten an awful large subsidy from you and I so that folks can drive $80,000 vehicles. I just Well, Elon Musk didn't become a billionaire from nothing. Mm. Got it mostly from the U.S. government. Yeah, mostly friends and neighbors. <laughs> hey, it's a great product. I'm just – that part bothers me. I mean, if you want to buy it, go go for it. So we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines wide open. Last Saturday, you guys are calling in like crazy. This Saturday, I don't know what's going on. But we're here. Feel free to get online. Uh, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you have any stories about your shopping, where you're on an on, when you're shopping online and you see a price for something, whatever it might be, and then you go to a different computer or somebody else's machine, and you see that the price changed. Have you had those experiences? I'd love to hear those stories because really I think what's happening here is that you're no longer able to get a fair shot at prices anymore. And they, they've, they're going to market that they're the low price leader, but you, you're individually hit. So if, if, you're, if you're a great Poupon, you're going to pay more. <laughs> or if you're Land O'Lakes Butter, you're going to pay more. So I'm uh, just curious if you had any stories that might be interesting for the listeners to hear. So uh, feel free to get online. We're gonna, everything we've talked about will be posted live by Mike G. He posted to our computertalkwithtab.com website. If you also uh, can't remember that, it's the name of the show.com. That also works. If you go to Facebook and like us on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems our newsworthy, it might get into your news feed. And, of course, if you follow us on Twitter, right after you're following Donald Trump's tweets, you can follow our crazy tweets at tabcomputersys. We'll be right back.
And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Four lines wide open on this Saturday morning. Last week, you flooded us with calls. This morning, you guys are all sleeping. I'm not sure what's going on, but feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Um, Bob did have a story that I want to kind of continue on. I guess uh, a couple of Democrat senators, uh, Blumenthal and Markey, are trying to are trying to figure out whether or not smart TVs are tracking where we're going. And that really, the, the reason I kind of make fun of that whole thing, and the simple word is, of course they are, guys, is we, we've got to stop electing lawyers <laughs> to represent us. We need more business folks, and we need more technology folks, because we are now in the year 2018. Smart TVs have been out for quite some time, and they're just now wondering. They're, we've talked about the whole tracking of Google uh, the tracking of Facebook. We've talked, this show has talked about it, and we're not the sharpest knives in the drawer, guys. We've talked about it for 10, 15 years. Now these senators are saying, huh, maybe we should ask. We really got to start electing other folks. Lawyers are great, don't get me wrong, but they're all lawyers. Um, a lot of them are not that technologically advanced. And uh, there's plenty of great folks that hope we should step up someday. And uh, decide to run for these offices because we can't have these dinglings who don't have any concept of technology uh, involved these days because they don't understand security. They don't understand. They don't understand any of it. Um, you can you can fish these guys easier than most. You know, what's his name there? From the uh, Podesta got fished back during the election as far as his email box. Yeah, but you know. they claim that was a Russian hack. Come on. <laughs> They're so sophisticated. Hey, uh, your your account's been compromised. Please I enter mean, your details. Password one. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these guys, are they're not the sharpest text when it comes to technology, and we really need more folks that can think this way. Because, again, we, sit, we have 40-foot poles in the ground holding us back from high-speed internet. Again, these same guys and gals don't seem to think about technology the way we really need them to think about technology. It's really everything is going, and uh, they're just they're just not up to speed, uh, period. And uh, they seem to not be keeping people around them that are up to speed because they're just now thinking a smart TV might be tracking them. <laughs> I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? Invading your privacy? Really? Let's write a law about that. Of course. Maybe that's about, well, it's no, about a minute. decade and a half behind. It should be illegal if businesses do it. But not if government. Oh does. yeah, they love it the most. Uh, the, while we're waiting for your calls, feel free to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTICs. There's a there's an article. So a little while back, a while actually quite a while back, there's something out there called um, Meltdown Inspector, and these are flaws in CPUs, Intel CPUs that go back many years now. Almost every flavor of Intel CPU has this flaw, which allows hackers. Uh, to compromise your machine, and it's called Meltdown Inspector. AMD, when it first came out, said, oh, we're, we're better than Intel. We don't have this issue. Well, it turns out they do, too. But now, here in the year, in the year 2018, um, our uh, legislative folks are now wondering why that the U.S. government was not one of the first folks to be notified by Intel that they had this flaw. And I kind of agree with their question, but again, it's so late. Uh, this is my point, why we have all these legislators that are attorneys dealing with this stuff. They don't think about this stuff the way technological geeks do. Uh, they're just asking now, why Intel, rather than informing the government that, hey, guys, we've got a problem with our CPUs, you should probably be aware of this, instead of informing them first, they informed kind of surreptitiously uh, manufacturers, including the Chinese, <laughs> first, before the Department of Homeland Security. Um that is concerning. Why Intel would not consider 
uh, informing our government, hey, guys, all those Intel processors you're running your systems on, along with running Kaspersky, which is Russian antivirus, by the way, uh, you guys should probably be aware that we have a, a flaw in our processor, and uh, you got to do something about it, or it's, we're going to give you some information about it. These, these vulnerabilities well, were told to the Chinese six months, six months before the Department of Homeland Security. And that's even before it was released to the public. Um, come on, guys. There should be. I would think the contracts that you've written for these companies like Intel. I mean, Intel, Microsoft, all these companies work for the government. They they bill them insane amounts of money for extra support on supporting Windows XP on their on their on their uh, military battleships. You would think there's a little clause in there that says, "When you find a vulnerability, tell us first. I mean, you're you're lawyers, right? You should have written that long ago in the contract. And if you don't, we will find you seventy five hundred bucks, right? That's how they work. <laughs> Seven hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, sorry, well, guys, we'll, we'll find you a little bit if you don't tell us. Uh, come on, guys. So we'll put this link up here for you. There, I think these senators are correct in asking why they didn't get informed our government first. Obviously, if they did, that would be leaked immediately, and uh, it'd be very embarrassing. To, <laughs> I'm sure that's why they didn't talk talk to the government. They talked to the businesses first, and nobody knew about it for six months, except for the Chinese. You mean there's a mole in the government? <laughs> I don't know. But it is kind of funny. We'll put the link up here for you. It is funny and scary at the same time. So feel free to get online. We're going to get to your call. Sherry in West Hartford first. Morning, Sherry. Oh, hi. How are you doing? Doing fine. How are you? Love your program. Thanks. Um, I have a quick question. Every now and then, it doesn't happen very often, mm -hmm. my computer, um, when it's idle for a little bit, it'll come back to it and it'll say, um, your computer is having trouble coming out of hibernation. Mm -hmm. You may lose information. And what I what happens is I have to shut it down manually and then... I bring it back up, and then it can be good for the, another week or two. But it's it's periodically happened. Okay. Is this a uh, laptop? Oh no, this is no, this is um, a Dell desktop. It's I'm running seven Windows seven. It's a forty gigabyte. Okay. So my question would be, you know, I can see you putting a laptop in hibernation, but not a desktop. So what you need to do is go into your power options in the control panel, okay. and you want to find. Uh, it's probably under the advanced options, which will be down near the bottom in small print. Um, that uh, there's a um, your power options, and it'll say go into hibernation after so many minutes, and just change that to never. Oh, really? okay. So I'm already in my control panel, and and I want to go to I see power options. I got it. Yeah. Okay. I'll see what, Unless, that, that doesn't, oh, I see, change, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, power you can change savings. that. Unless, Sherry, you're looking for some sort of power savings. Um, but if you leave your machine on and turn it off when you're not using it. That's what I do. Yeah, so you've got, this, you've got the hiber hibernation checked, so you're just going to turn it off and leave it to not do that anymore. Okay, so right now it's the Dell thing is automatically balances performance with energy consumption. So yeah. I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, do do your own. Make your own custom and save it. And in that, in that custom one, you're going to tell it not to hibernate or not to sleep because you can turn your machine off yourself. You're going to say, oh, oh, I left the machine on. I'll go turn okay. it off. So right now it's on balanced where it does, you know. Right. You're going to create a custom one. So I can just, they only give, oh, custom plan one. <laughs> you oh, didn't I believe us? Okay. So they just give me, the options they give me are high performance, yeah, um, power saver, and balanced. But then you want to choose the plan and then customize it. Right, so in this case, you can do high performance, yep. and that way you're going to get the mo nothing's going to go to sleep on you generally. Oh, I see. 
turn up the display after one hour, put the computer. I can do whatever. You can change I want. N- change that to never. There you go. Oh, never, oh, never, oh. never. If you How want to make it. Is this, huh? Pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a bunch. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Our pleasure, Sherry. Okay, thanks a bunch. You got Bye-bye. it. Bye bye. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, guys. Feel free to get online. We have four lines wide open. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you have any online purchasing stories that you want to share with us, I've got one I'm going to tell you about where you went online, you got the price, and you went back online a little while later, and the price was different. Or you were online with maybe a family member, and you're both trying to buy the same thing at the same time, like airline tickets, and they get a price of X, and you get a price of Y, and you ask yourself, why am I being charged more? Or why am I being charged less? Uh, Or why are the plane seats all of a sudden gone and they're not for them? What's going on? It's it's getting a little, you know, if, if our senators and folks want to get involved in truly protecting the consumers, let's try to figure this out. I mean, That's if you went into Walmart and they said, I'm going to charge Bob two bucks more for this peanut butter than me because he uses Grey Poupon, and we know that, you'd be upset. In the checkout counter, you'd, you'd it'd be like a, a you know, well, today's day I, and age, you'd be a fight. What if I take the Grey Poupon <laughs> out of my cart? Will that give me a lower price? Exactly. <laughs> They're like, oh, Bob's buying the gray poupon. He can pay more for his peanut butter. This is what's happening online when we do online shopping. And the convenience is great, but I think we're getting scammed. I mean, you go, to, you go to a warehouse store like a BJ's or a Costco. Those prices are the same for everybody. But you go buy it online. They can really mess with you. So there's got to be. I would think if you want to start some laws there, Mr. Blumenthal, that might be something you could consider if you really care about the consumer. So we're going to step out for uh, a quick break here. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Three lines wide open for you. We'll be right back. And we are back. Lines are all jammed up. You all woke up. Now we're all filled up with calls. So uh, clearly you guys forget they were on at 9 o'clock sometimes. <laughs> That's okay. No, we had to let them sleep in. Come I on, know. give them a break. <laughs> I haven't had a, able to sleep in on a Saturday for a long time. <laughs> it's not like Ray Dunaway. I don't, I don't have to get up as early as he does. Uh, but feel free to get on. Ah, those calls went away. Andrew, 966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning, trying to avoid us talking about our kids. So we thank you. Let's go to John in Rocky Hill. Hey, John, what's up? Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, great show. Thanks. Um, I'm wondering if you could spend a little bit of time, I'll ask my question and hang up and listen, but could you spend a little bit of time explaining blockchain? Um, there's all this stuff in the news about the company that's coming to West Hartford, and from what I've read, it sounds like blockchain is this giant electronic ledger in a cloud somewhere yes. that links everything and all things together and makes the world a better place, and <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. so if you guys could, in layman's term, kind of explain what that is, I'd really appreciate it. I can try. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you, I do want to hang, hang on. You said you were going to hang up. I, don't well, wanna... I, I, I could, you know. Yeah, hang, stay on, stay on the line. Right. So here's what, I think, I, here's what I, I, I think I know about blockchain. I'm not an expert, but I have done a little research on it. So basically, it's a participation by many, 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 many computers. Everybody who's participating in the ledger, which is the blockchain, um, tr- uh, documents every transaction. That's why it takes so much power. Uh, to consume and, and write this ledger down. So when you buy something using a Bitcoin or something within the within the, the transactional ledger, it reports that transaction across everybody. And the idea being that if everybody has the ledger, it's very difficult to manipulate or or fool or steal from. However, we've seen so many Bitcoin thefts and so many issues of blockchain. I'm not so sure that it's quite ready for prime time. 
Um, but the concept is basically I've got the ledger, you've got the ledger, Bob's got the ledger. Our systems are constantly uh, processing, working hard to keep up with all these transactions. That's why it takes up so much um, power that um, it's supposed to be you know, the be-all and the end-all of the future where you can, where you can deal with um, uh, using accounting systems in the same exact way. I'm not sure that it is. If it takes so much power, it doesn't seem like we're going the right way. Um, and again, I'm not an expert, but that's what I understand at a really 30,000 foot view. Um, and any, oh. you use the word blockchain, even in a Long Island iced tea, changed their name to Long Island blockchain and their stock went through the roof. Yeah. If, if it's, yeah, I'm not sure if it's that hard to even produce. Why, why are so, so much value behind it? So, um, it, 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 I mean, you mentioned Bitcoin and yeah. I don't play in that world and unless it's being played in a world behind me that I don't see, but it talks about this ledger would have everything from all financial transactions. If I buy an insurance policy, if right. I trade in an insurance policy, right. maybe if I buy a hamburger somewhere. I mean, how how why is that going to be better? I, I, okay, I so it's purely a libertarian approach, right? The idea yeah. of of blockchain is so that we can avoid all the transactional fees yep. put upon us by the banks. Right, so okay. if you've got a blockchain where you've got the ledger, Bob's got the ledger. We don't need the bank to tell us what's in our bank account, right? So we don't need to have them say, "Well, here's what's in John's bank account, and here's a little fee when I move the money from this account to that account." There's no more fees. The concept okay. of this is to is is purely libertarian to to make this a international solution where you can make these transactions anywhere you want at, at instant time and have no fees involved. So banks are out of the out of the business. Uh, any, everybody, governments, governments out of the, out of the so business. No how regulation. Much, how much money you have, or blockchain currency, if you will, right? Because they can't track they can't track it either. That's why they want to start regulating it. Right. So the libertarian yeah. utopia that it it tried to become will never happen. I mean, you'd need some sort of crazy worldwide revolution for that to occur because you know the banks the central banks the you know all these folks are not going to allow that to happen but the the idea might be something that is leveraged uh in a in a traditional way that we're used to uh you know bitcoin is as it is right now the quote unquote value of it is in that 6000 range which why why would you value it in dollars if yep. bitcoin's not supposed to have any dollar value uh, but it does because of trans because of exchanges. The moment they hooked into an exchange is the moment they kind of broke the libertarian idea of I'll give you this fake money for the fake for the for whatever services you offer, and then you you give me fake money for my services, and we agree that here's what it's worth. Yeah. Um, yeah. The moment it's connected to real dollars is I think where it all falls apart. But that's I'm not an expert. <laughs> it's just my yeah, opinion. I, I don't I don't know. I mean I'm, I think back to I worked in IT in the insurance industry and when we tried to go to clearing houses for submission of claims yeah. and how many years it took to get that so it it, it worked, if you will. And and nowadays with electronic medical records, uh you, you know, the systems don't talk to each other or we're not connected to this and now we're thinking about this great thing in the cloud that's gonna have everything in the world connected to it, et cetera. It's, Right, it's a little bit, uh, you know, out there for me. Yeah, it's still out there for me too. So we'll see okay. what happens. I, uh, uh, it's very speculative. Yeah, you know? I've got a link that you, if you go to Computer Talk with Tab, yeah. Eric deems it. Uh, no, yeah, we'll put it there. It's a uh, what is blockchain technology? A step-by-step -step guide for beginners, and it looks oh, like great. it has a pretty good explanation of what it is and how it works. And Netflix also did a great thing on Bitcoin. So if you go, if you have Netflix, yes, I do. Um, yeah. Clearly, you're a very rich person. Um, <laughs> I have an iPhone, too. Oh, geez. And but it's a five. It's a five. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're rich. Um, if you go on Netflix and you do a search on Bitcoin, they did a great documentary 
uh, talking about all the cryptocurrency guys who started this whole thing. And you'll get a better understanding of Bitcoin itself. And they, they don't really describe the concept of blockchain completely, but you'll get a better um, working knowledge of what okay. it's trying to deliver. But we'll see. Uh, we'll okay. see what it turns out to be, John. Great. Thanks a bunch. I'll, I'll look for that, and I'll look for the link on uh, Computer Talk with Tab. Sounds good, John. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. Yeah, we'll see what happens with blockchain. A lot of power. It takes a lot of power. Well, you know, these guys that use this encryption, this encryption malware to extort money from you, yeah, they're moving to blockchain. They all want you to pay them in blockchain, so in it can't be traced. Bitcoin, yeah. yeah. Well, they're actually what they're doing now is they're not even they're, those those scams are still out there, but they're trying to scam you into running crypto mining software on your computer, so you're mine bitcoins for them. <laughs> so instead of trying to extort bitcoins for you, they're trying to get your computer to mine for you. Fake money. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Let's get to the next call. We're going to go to Rich in Farmington next. Morning, Rich. Good morning, guys. I'm waiting for a colleague to meet at a library, and he's running late, and I'm listening. And what attracted me for uh, and prompted me to call yeah. was your conversation approximately 20 minutes ago yeah. on privacy. Sure. And I was looking at to what we were discussing on 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 air with Todd yesterday oh. uh, in the afternoon. And now this gentleman calls in and asks about blockchain. Mm -hmm. I'm absorbing it and thinking, gee, this is really coincidental. Mm. I'm going to take the swag. You probably noticed my voice, if not my name. The, the fact of the matter is it's really all about the power. Mm -hmm. Let me just put a tentacle out or a tentacle or two out mm -hmm. from the term power. You guys are talking about the immense amount of power necessary to run the blockchain. Yes. Well, back over to the privacy. Yeah. The privacy issue is more than just an issue. It is you are naked in the world these days. Correct. Government and then private enterprises know more about you than your spouse does. I agree. And I mean that literally from the early hours of your honeymoon all the way through. Oh, yeah. That said, it is an attempt by human beings to know everything about you as an individual and everything about everybody because it's the artificial human level definition of they want to have, they want to know what God knows. Mm. And if you're a believer, you can accept my use of that phrase. I'm not saying that rhetorically to either of you two gentlemen. Sure, sure. I believe, and let me go back to the what I heard before the blockchain call, yeah. <laughs> that the fact of the matter is, and you guys were, I think, saying it in your way, yeah. but it's an excuse. Our so-called elected officials, most of them are lawyers. Right. I was pre-law at Temple University years ago, yeah. and one day, I'll tell you what I think is a humorous story, I'm on the train, Coming back from New York to our uh, apartment after I'm married, and a man said to me, he's watching me, and he said, uh, he starts, we got into a conversation on the train back from New York yeah. to Trenton and then Falsington, and when I told him, I answered his question, he said, hmm, I'm a member of Delta, D-E-L-T-A. Yeah. Don't elect lawyers to anything. <laughs> So, I, got, I have a lot of lawyers I like, but go ahead. And if you guys have seen some of the classic movies, and I'll refer to The Godfather, mm -hmm. right? 
you know, there's a line in there that says an attorney with a briefcase can steal more money than 20 guys with Tommy guns. <laughs> I wasn't going for disparaging lawyers. I just don't think they're <laughs> equipped anymore. Uh, hey, I, I love the law. Yeah. The law, as the founders said it, initially in the philosophy of the Declaration of Independence, yeah. and if you'll permit me a plug, cfc.us, yeah. for your listeners who really care about what we're talking about. Sure. The fact of the matter, though, is it's power. Yeah. It's power controls. Yeah, we we do a money exchange with dollars, right? whatever. Right. But the fact of the matter is blockchain and what have you is going to be able to detect everything right. the way you guys described it, sort of like if you fall into the trap of getting your DNA tested. My point, though, and Rich. sucked into the mass right. database of saying that, well, actually, I'm related to you guys because – Right. You know, seven generations ago, and I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek. I understand. But what my point, Rich, is, though, that we these guys are way disconnected. They are not capable of of keeping up with this technology. You need to stop. We need to stop electing folks that are not technologically understood or, or, or um, connected. Your point, your point is so valid. Your point is so valid, and I ain't stroking either of you guys. <laughs> right. But I'll be blunt. Yeah. If you guys were invited to the White House, <laughs> because this particular guy who gets beaten from all sides yeah. would listen to you. I don't know about that. Well, well Rich, I got to go. I appreciate I appreciate I the call. I got to go, Rich. I got a hard, a hard uh, break here. Thanks for calling in. I do appreciate it. But, yeah, we'll be right back. We've got Bill, Karen, and Lee on the line. This is Computer Talk. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.